5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Well, how's it going, everybody? Great to have you with us. It is uh, a Thursday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Always anonymous text line. Rolling this out there. Half-ass or full-ass show today? Well, as your hero, lover, legend, I'll tell you, uh, we're going to go full-in posterior today. You can't get a rebound if you don't put your uh, hind end into somebody to box out. That's what I always learned from the coach. So there you go. Uh, so we're going to give it every effort today. Uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington producing. It's nice to have you with us here. We got pirate basketball tonight. There's something to talk about. ECU at Memphis over at the FedEx Forum, right across the street from where they're staying. It's a great setup there in Memphis. Uh, Michael Perry, who is a delight on the radio, and don't let any other goober tell you otherwise. I think he's been fantastic this year. And uh, Michael Perry is going to join us. We're going to talk a little college hoop. We're going to talk Memphis, uh, East Carolina. So uh, we'll talk some other things as well uh, with him around college basketball. Uh, That'll be coming up next segment. We're going to get to him fairly early uh, in the show, we'll also give away a pair of tickets. Pirates do return home Sunday to take on Cincinnati. And uh, we'll uh, get to uh, that coming up at the end of this segment. So stand by to dial your chance to win a pair of tickets. And join our other winners who have captured ducats to the game. Uh, Chad and Davis, I believe, were the uh, winners. Uh, and uh, we've got a couple NFL coaching hirings. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things to talk about in the NFL. Uh, first, we say hello to the ref, Philip Pilkington. How you doing? You doing well, ref? Yeah, pretty good. It's, I'm always good when it's a pirate game day. How about you, Patrick? Yeah, uh, interesting uh, interesting matchup tonight. Memphis playing host of the Pirates. Uh, the teams, of course, met uh, less than two weeks ago, and it was a 72-71 ECU win. Memphis uh, won their last time out, but prior to that had lost three in a row, including that one to ECU. They continue to kind of struggle for consistency. Uh, Pirates uh, have lost each of their last two since they took down the Tigers, blowing that big lead against the uh, UCF Knights and then just getting a boat raced out of uh, Houston. And, uh, you know, they've gotten some guys back on the side of things for uh, the Memphis Tigers. Tigers still believe that they are an NCAA tournament team. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they do have earlier wins, especially the Alabama wins. Very impressive. Could kind of hang your hat on that. Virginia Tech, that game is not as impressive as uh, maybe it was. Tigers are tough at home, 7-2. and two. Uh, We do know they're going to be without uh, three players. Landers Nolly will not play. Knee injury, and uh, of course, he missed the ECU game. That was the first game he missed. That was big. Uh, coach's son, Jaden Hardaway, is out for an undisclosed reason. DeAndre Williams continues to miss time with the back. 
likely NBA lottery pick Jalen Duran, who had a big game against ECU. Uh, questionable with the hand. I bet he plays, but uh, that's kind of where he is as far as that goes right now. Uh, Pirates, of course, are without and uh, will be without uh, Suggs for this game, Brandon Suggs. Uh, a Tay Mosher deal, he's injured. I don't know if he traveled with them this time. I'll probably give you an idea if he did or not. Let me look. Uh, but Mosher... Uh, you know, suffered one of those deals where he got caught an elbow in the face and it's like a broken orbital type of thing. And uh, I hope uh, hope he's going to be okay. That's kind of a tough, that's a tough deal to get caught up uh, in there. Looking, they did, uh, it might be Tay there. Tough to tell. They had a, uh, they had a deal today where they went to, no, it's not Tay. They, they had a deal where they went to the, uh, uh, hotel or motel, the uh, Lorraine Motel, where uh, MLK was assassinated today as a team. And uh, I don't think Mosher's made the trip with him. So that, uh, not there. J.J. Miles is with him. I'm assuming J.J. is going to be available tonight. I think they just kind of shut him down the other night because of what uh, what was going on with the game and what was transpiring, and they didn't want J.J. to risk injuring himself any worse. Uh, but he is on the trip at least. So that's that much we do now. Um, you know, Pirates have looked good at times this year. East Carolina played with Oklahoma. That's a tournament team. Davidson's a top 25 team. You know, um, we'll see how things shake tonight otherwise. Um, and they were down against Memphis, showed a lot of character to come back. Granted, they were at home. They showed a lot of character in coming back at Cincinnati. I, I would, you know... I don't think this Memphis team, even though they have probably when healthy, and even when they're not healthy now, they probably have to a man, guys in their rotation, the most talent of anybody uh, in the American and uh, among the most talented players in the entire country. Uh, but I, I don't think they have quite the the level of dude in them this is not knocking anybody. It's just, I mean, Houston has a lot of dudes, and they were out for blood the other day. So, I, I you know, I, I think this is a better matchup for the Pirates. You, you can't fall down by 19 on the road to this crowd. I know you had the comeback at Cincinnati that came up short, but and I know you rallied to beat this crowd, but you you got you to kind of stay in contact, especially early, because they are going to come out fired up. I don't think there's any two ways uh, about that. Um. Pirates had a big advantage from the foul line when they played before. And so I, I don't know if ECU is going to get that on the road. In fact, you probably cannot consider that happening on the road tonight. Pirates have been good shooting the three. Memphis is not great defending it. East Carolina has kind of come down. Now, obviously, one for 19 will drop where you were leading the league in three-point shooting. It'll drop you. But uh, I, I, I'm going to tend to think... And, Philip, I'd like to get your take on this because I know you watched the whole thing. You're a good man for it. We need to give you a raise. Um, but I, I tend to think three things about uh, Houston last weekend. We haven't talked a ton about it because we had the baseball stuff, but, I mean, it's one of those things you just as soon forget. I think it's lazy to say, ah, oh, same old pirate basketball. No, no. but Because I think three things. I think Houston was out for – 
out for blood, as I said the other day. And ECU could have ended up beating UCF, and I still think they would have had a real uh, tough situation on their hands at Houston the only time they're playing them this year. I, I think that was going to be a very tough game regardless. It was going to be tough to win that game regardless. I think East Carolina had a bad day to have a bad day or a bad night to have a bad night. Uh, didn't help that the Pirates didn't shoot well in that one. And, you know, I, I just you, – you're going to have one of those – you're going to have a couple of those games a year. Those are the three. I mean, sometimes, as I've said, you're, you're going to have two or three bad ones a year. You're going to have two or three really good ones a year. You, you likely win the two or three really good ones. Can you maybe pluck off one of the bad ones when you don't have your A game? I, I mean, by and large, ECU, for save the last three halves of basketball, ECU's played – and really even the, the, the last – uh, what, maybe 60 minutes of basketball, 50 minutes of basketball? ECU's played great this year. In the last 10 minutes in overtime, so that's 15. Yeah, I mean, save the last roughly hour of basketball of, of game time, the Pirates have, have played pretty well this year and shown some resolve and shown some moxie. Doesn't mean they're a great team or a perfect team, but, I mean, it means they've shown some confidence. They look like a representative basketball team. They don't give up. I just, I, to me, Philip, the other night was a combination of all those things. It just didn't shoot well, didn't play well, nothing went right, and Houston was clicking on all cylinders, and we're, we're all over them defensively. Well, I, you, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk it up to that. We'll see tonight. I think. Well, and you wonder too the way they lost the UCF game, blowing the twenty point lead. If that had a little trickle down effect, you know, say they lost to UCF in overtime, but it was a back and forth game the whole way. Maybe they would have came in with a little more confidence, but I was wondering if they were kind of feeling sorry for themselves after the UCF game, and that kind of hurt them on uh, Saturday as well. Well, I don't think the effort was where it was. was. Now, they got punched in the nose pretty and you, physical as that game was, you know, literally almost. But but I, I just I think that you're dealing with the situation. That, that, look, I've said this. I'll say it again. Pirates could have won that game by 25 running away. Houston was going to be a tough deal and was going to be a, a really difficult situation to get a win in. Um, it's just facts. But you might be right. I think there might have been a little bit of you know hangover. Now, Joe Dooley said they had their two of their better practices, two of their best practices going into Houston. So we'll, we'll see. I think this is a – I mean, tonight's a good – win or lose, tonight is a good test of how – how much they've got as far as character, because uh, you know if they're if they're showing some character tonight and they're coming out and they're not backing down, then that's that's a good good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, Going to have to play a little better defensively than they did even against Memphis the first time. But uh, just gotta gotta try to make some threes and gotta rebound. Gotta close out defensive possessions. Memphis, anywhere from a 13 to 14 point favorite. But uh, just show a little moxie tonight. Show a little fight tonight. Uh, ben Roethlisberger made the announcement official. Nothing that uh, I don't think anybody thought was going to be the, uh, the, the not the case. There's nothing surprising here. He retired. You know, you're not hearing Big Ben, although he's got a couple Super Bowls. But you're not hearing him in 
I think all time great conversation, like you might would hear some speculation when people, obviously Brady, but then you know where, you, where you're hearing people, where does Aaron Rodgers rank in that cast? Uh, you know, Philip, can you make a case Roethlisberger's career is a little better than Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he's got the two rings. He's got the two rings. He's got three appearances, and he's never had a losing season. Not that I think Rodgers has had one when he starts every game, but still, right, when yeah. you have a guy who plays, I mean, his rookie year was 04. This was, what, 2021? So, like, I don't know, was that 18, 17, 18 years, and you don't have a losing years. season? Yeah. There's there's a lot to be said there. So, And the last few years in Pittsburgh have not exactly been smooth, right? No, not at all. I mean, he's had to make do a lot of his own. And also when things – when he had the talent around him, he had a lot of head cases. So he had to, you know, yeah. kind of rally those guys in order to win the games that he did. So, yeah, I'm kind of – and I'm no Steelers fan. I find their fans generally tremendously obnoxious, but – which is saying a lot. But, um, you know, I, I, I get the Aaron Rodgers thing. I get, you know – there's people probably a little more uh, sophisticated in breaking down football than me that that believe he's he's an all-time great. But, I mean, when you look at not just Rodgers but Green Bay, you know, for 30 years they had two high-level Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And they got, I think, what is it, two Super Bowl titles out of that and three appearances? Yes, yeah, correct. a lot. It's not a lot. And look, I get it. It's, it's it's hard to get there. I get it. But, I mean, that's – a lot of those seasons ended in flameouts. Well, and they uh, were also in the NFC where there was a lot of parity. You know, it's not like he had yeah. to deal with Brady. I mean, the last two years he has. You yeah. know, it's not like Peyton was here. It's not like, uh, you know, Big Ben was in the NFC. The, there was a new quarterback, a new team in the Super Bowl every year in the NFC, it seemed like, and during that stint, you know, really. Yeah. Well, here's you make a great point with Roethlisberger. You know, played a lot of his career against Brady and Manning as far as in the same conference. I mean, you know, ifs and nuts were candy and nuts every day be Christmas, but I mean, if those guys are in the NFC, does Pittsburgh maybe get to a couple more Super Bowls? I don't know. But uh, Roethlisberger hanging it up today. Don't know if we'll see him on... TV, I'm, I'm sure if he wants to, he can do it. I, I don't know if that's his calling, maybe more of a studio guy, but I don't even know if he's interested in that. Uh, a couple of hires today. The Bears hire, to me, makes no sense. They hired the defensive coordinator for Indianapolis, and I know Indy's defense was really, really good this year, but isn't their issue in Chicago offense? It's been offense since Sid Luckman left. <laughs> I mean, I know they had sweetness, but I mean, they had no passing game. Wait a minute. I'm not going to let you besmirch the, the good name of the great Walter Payton now. They did have sweetness. Come on. But I mean, that 85 Bears was not, that was, that was based on defense and a quarterback that was probably a little better than a game manager and, and a little bit of sweetness in there. Yeah, I mean, heck, they lit up 10 points combined in three playoff games. Nine of their 19 games that year, they lit up 10 points or less. Sweetness was great, but that defense won that championship. Well, and Walter Payton at that point was on the back end. of He was on the back nine. Love some sweetness, though. And then uh, who did did uh, did Denver hire? It was an offensive guy, right? 
Yeah, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, he was uh, Green Bay's OC. Oh, interesting. Okay. But he's glad to get out of here. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, not a bad – I mean, if I, I, you know, Hackett probably might be a little better-looking play caller than he is because he's had Aaron Rodgers. But, um, yeah, I, I think – you know, you and I were talking a little bit about it before the game – or before the show earlier. I think that's – you just got to go that way now. I mean, unless it's a proven head coach or you're just an offensive juggernaut that can't stop anybody, and so that's the that's the piece to get you over the hump, a more defensive-minded guy. I mean, like what the Bears did makes no sense to me. You need a guy there that can take fields and, and evolve him and blossom that offense. Defense in Chicago's, by and large, just fine. You know, with Denver – probably the right move because it is a situation where you've got a guy who you know Denver needs an infusion of offense I think Denver that's a better that's a better football team if they're scoring points with with given what they have historically done I mean I know they've won Super Bowls and gotten there and what have you and the defense had a lot to do with it and that but especially the last one and they ran the ball with but I mean, you've you've got to you've got to uh, in in this day and age be able to just get in situations where it's not even outscoring; it's just coming up with new ways to score, coming up with innovative and productive ways to score. I mean, for as great as the Chiefs and the Bills were, that was a, a kind of a you know moderately scoring game. I mean, it really got out of it got crazy in the last few minutes. Now players make are making great plays, but. That's what you got to do. You got to put them in a position to do that and explode and explode and, and score points when you need them, especially. And I just I think you got to be more offensive minded in, in everything in today's game. It's tough to win unless you're just loaded with talent, and it's hard to it's hard to get all that talent going in the NFL and hoard it in a sense because of you know the the cap, the free agency, etc. But to me, unless you're just uber talented. And you have this all-pro offensive line. You're just not going to be able to run your way to to a championship, unless your defense is just full of guys that are just major playmakers, and that's going to be short-lived again. You know, it was miraculous that Tampa brought back 22, and then the thing that got them were were the injuries. The guys were a little older, a little more mileage. So, I uh, I do know that. Um. Some issues down in uh, Jacksonville. It looked like Byron Leftwich was on his way to getting hired. That was, those were the reports yesterday. But I guess he is maybe now decided that he wants a little more control over the roster. That seems to be a sticking point down in Jacksonville. So they're already kind of moving on to interviewing some other candidates. That's that. That's they put the fun and dysfunction down in Actionville, don't they? I mean, that seems like a no-brainer to me, Philip. And they can't get that done with a guy who. Still has pretty good will down there. Left which you played for that franchise. I mean, it seems to me to make sense to find a way to to get that done, don't you? I've always liked the GM doing his job and the coach doing his job. But if you think you can land a guy like that, you kind of got to give him what he wants. Because I mean, this organization has been kind of a crapshoot since well, yeah since day one. I mean, they've been to what four, three AFC title games, I think, and how many ever years? Twenty seven years. Well, it's either that or they're they're awful. I mean, there's no in between with this crowd. 
And, and that means, by you know, by and large, they're awful. It's not like they're contending or in the playoffs those other years. I mean, they're just so – if if that the guys work with Brady, if that's if that's what he he wants, and you're that confident in him, let him do it. Uh, and some other, I think this is pretty significant. Dan Quinn going to stay in Dallas, wants to try to lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl uh, defensively. So we'll see. Uh, let's see here. My guy Adam Spence, Denver hired Nathaniel Hackett in hopes of bringing Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Huh. I could see that. Couldn't you? I think so with Rodgers, but with Adams, maybe I mean, they not got Adams. Jerry Judy, they got Cortland Sutton, they got yeah. um, Tim Patrick, uh, and they, I think they even already kind of re-signed a couple of those guys. So well, we'll see. But if I, I guess if Rodgers wanted Adams, maybe make yeah. it happen. Use one of the other guys as trade bait, I guess. Yeah, you absolutely. need draft picks. You got rid of some of your picks, so or no, never mind. So, they, but, they have draft picks. I'm sorry, they already got some, so. Better chance. To I still think, even though they're in the AFC, or the uh, NFC title game, I still think Aaron Rodgers to to San Francisco is a thing. You know, passed up on him on the draft, boyhood team, local kid. If, I mean, if, let me ask you this, Philip: If they, if if, and I know we got to go, but if the Niners had Aaron Rodgers right now, don't you think they would? Uh, wouldn't you have them as the favorite to be to win the whole thing right now? For sure. Yeah, you know, you know, but look at Joey G just keeps it going. Well, and then they right, still got uh, Lance. They got to figure out what to do with him if they bring in Rodgers. I, I think you go with Rodgers, don't you? I mean, yeah, it's definitely the best short-term fix. But you got to trade your number three overall pick. You got to kind of have a trade worked out before then, I guess, if you go with him. Yeah, you better. I will see. That's what's going to be interesting the next little bit. Okay. Uh, way long here, longer I thought we'd go in this first segment. Let's break. We'll come back. Uh, we go to break. Caller 5 will win tickets to ECU and uh, Cincinnati, Sunday at noon. pair of tickets are yours. 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Caller 5 will be our winner. And Michael Perry previews uh, ECU Memphis. We'll catch up with the coach next. Online or on the go. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Turn your car into cash with an instant Kelly Blue Book offer from Barber Hendrick Honda in Greenville. Go online to barberhendrickhonda.com and experience the Hendrick Fast Pass, where you can buy your next car from the comfort of home. At Barber Hendrick Honda, there will be no payment for 90 days when you finance through Ally. And you may qualify for 0.9% financing on selected models. Barber Hendrick Honda, a proud member of the Eastern North Carolina community at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt Greenville 
solar port. At U.S. Cellular, we know you have a choice of wireless carriers. And while the other guys may limit your choice of free phones, at U.S. Cellular, you can choose any phone from any brand for free. Plus, get unlimited data for just $30 a month with four lines. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is the home of the best margaritas. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Tuesday for the Gulp of Mexico, a huge 46-ounce lime margarita for only $6.99. On Thursdays, relax and enjoy half-priced pitchers of Chico's house margaritas. Choose from lime, strawberry, blood orange, raspberry, or peach. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half-gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. At the Vidant Wellness Centers, happy starts with healthy. And we all need a little happy and a lot of healthy. That's why we offer exercise equipment and classes. I know. They're indoor pools and personal training, too. And more wellness services. Like nutrition and yoga. With no annual commitments or hidden fees. Zip, zilch, nada. Because here, it's more than a gym membership. It's a happy, healthy relationship. Sign up today at VidantWellnessCenter.com and... Don't forget to bring a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold, 94.3 The Game, Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Suggs. Yes! 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 Pirates win! Pirates win! Wait for the official word. And there, you're going to hear it, and it's going to be good. What a win for East Carolina. Pirate basketball on the airwaves tonight. 94-3 the game right here and 107.9 WNCT, the 100,000-watt flame-throwing flagship of the ECU Pirates as uh, the Pirates and Memphis Tigers get set uh, for their second matchup of the season. They met uh, nine or ten days ago, and as you heard there, uh, courtesy of ESPN+, Plus and a plucky upstart named Patrick Johnson that uh, the Pirates rallied from double digits down in that game with just over two minutes to go and won the contest against the Tigers in Greenville in dramatic fashion, a Brandon Suggs bank shot from about uh, eight feet to give uh, ECU a 72-71 win. Tigers went on to lose a game uh, after that to SMU, and Penny Hardaway went boncos. I think the one thing I can say to this media, because this media gets kind of up sometimes when it comes to me, we don't have our full roster. Y'all know we don't have our full roster. Stop asking me stupid questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. I'm coaching really hard. My boys are playing really hard. I'm not embarrassed about nothing. We have four freshmen starting. 
Y'all need to act like it. Act like we got 17, 18, and 19 year olds out here trying to learn how to play against 22, 23, and 24 year old guys. Come on, man. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. I work too hard. I work way too hard for that. Y'all write all these articles about me, and all I do is work. We got young kids on the floor. They got young kids on the floor. Brandon Suggs uh, busted out of a slump in that game with 17 points. Vance Jackson, 15 of his 17 in the second half. Pirates trailed by 14 at the half. 10, as I mentioned, with over two minutes to go. 19 is what they trailed by in the first half. Uh, But the uh, Pirates, uh, after a little 10-0 run, saw Memphis net a free throw, and then Suggs with the jumper with a tick left. Uh, Frank, Robinson, White, and Newton. Had 11 points each for the uh, Pirates in that when Memphis came into that game shorthanded. Uh, now with a look at that matchup uh, tonight, again, 9 o'clock tip. You'll hear coverage beginning at 8.30 here on 94.3 The Game and also on 107.9 WNCT. Radio analyst for the Pirate Sports Network from Learfield for ECU Hoops, Coach Michael Perry joins us here on the phone. Coach... Any ribs yet? Any Memphis barbecue yet? You know, I, I love the food, Coach, so that's why I'm going there first. Actually, here at the hotel we're staying, I'm, I won't mention the name because there's no uh, promotional endorsement being paid. <laughs> I will say if they'll do an NIL with you, you'll mention them all they want. <laughs> I'm telling you. One of the best pregame meals, I mean, one of the, uh, the best meal, team meals uh, I've been a part of in some time. I mean, the oh. kids' eyes lit up when they saw the menu, and I mean, it was um, it was delicious. I mean, they had they had those Memphis ribs. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I had ribs, sauteed catfish, and Woo. fried chicken, and there you go. I mean, all all types of goodies, man. It was uh, it was pretty impressive the spread, and, and not to mention all the all rib desserts that they had. Um, I enjoyed it. well uh, that's good so um well coach here's here's the big uh story uh i think tonight and that is i'm anxious to see what happens with east carolina we look we played the penny cut a moment ago again i'll i'll talk to you a little bit about memphis and, and what's going on there in a minute but uh coaches coach michael perry joins us here give me give me an idea of what you would be looking for and what you are looking for tonight out of ecu well, I'm looking for a very spirited effort. I mean, obviously, the other night against Cincinnati wasn't one of the better moments they've had all year. And they've been playing at a really high level all year. I mean, every game, well, they've actually uh, they've had a chance to win it, uh, almost every game. And, uh, and obviously, with the record, I mean, they've been more successful uh, more times than any. But uh, the other night, you know, it was very difficult. They didn't play well, and Houston played extremely well. So it was a, a it, it was one of those perfect storms that happened, and I've always said if you if you hang around this business long enough, you're gonna have some nights like this. Yeah, well, you say it. Uh, our, our good friend Cy Seymour says it. You always have two games a year at least. You just can't do anything right, and then you have two games a year where you can't do you can do no wrong, and. It just depends on can you can you maybe steal one of those ones where you can't do anything right and and look Houston was loaded for bear they were ready to go uh, they're great when they defend like that they're probably a Final Four caliber team even with the injuries they've had uh, but 
I, I just I think ECU ran into the proverbial buzzsaw. And and I said this, and I might be wrong, Mike, but I, Pirates could have ended up winning the UCF game by 50. They still would have had a tough putt and a big assignment ahead of them because I think Houston was just ready to go that day. Yeah, yeah, they were cooking on all cylinders. They didn't play well the game prior to that, even though they won against South Florida. And I know it was several days of rest and also of practice. And uh, and Kelvin Sampson uh, just breathing fire at that team uh, for their performance against South Florida. And the fact that, um, uh, he, he, you know, his memory is pretty good also. And uh, <laughs> I think that the team know it as well, that East Carolina beat them last year right. when they were ranked. Think fifth in the country, so it was a lot of different factors in play here. But most importantly, I think the fact that they didn't play great against South Florida, and he had several days of prep uh, to get them ready to go. Coach, uh, let's talk a little quickly about Kelvin Sampson here. And I know Pirate fans are just as soon not here Sampson or Houston uh, until maybe the Final Four and the league and, and ECU as a result get some of that uh, unit money uh, if they make another Final Four run. But but in all seriousness. Uh, Kelvin Sampson, it wasn't like he walked in and he just rolls the ball. I mean, he really had to put that thing together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you walk in, and I haven't been in there. This is my first time in there since they've actually uh, renovated the arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the whole presence of the place has changed. And obviously, you know, he's, he's, he's been a, a, a breath of fresh air for that program. And, and they've won. And they've won the right way. But it's... Um, it, it, it just everything just it, it just speaks of just who Kelvin Sampson is. I mean, he can transform a program. I mean, he can come in and, and he makes an immediate impression. Uh, one of his assistant coaches, um, who's with him now, he just hired him in in, in Jan- I mean, uh, September. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Champagne worked with me at Georgia State, and Bobby had worked with Coach Sampson at Washington State and also at Oklahoma before going out. And, um, and coaching the various different places. And he's back with Coach Sampson. And we had a chance to catch up before the game. And he was telling me that, um, you know, coaches, you know, like a lot of guys when they get older, older coaches, uh, a, a little less patient. But still, <laughs> everything, everything is about winning. Everything associated with the program that you can imagine, he correlates that to being able to win. And he always comes back to saying, if you want to win, this is what we need to do. Whether it's putting the team in a hotel the night before a game, whether it's um, uh, charter flights, um, you know, just you, you name it. Uh, whether getting the latest um, uh, workout equipment uh, for you know for their weight room, I mean everything directly relates to winning. And he always challenges the program by saying, "If you want to win, these are the things that you need to do." And they have they've made the commitment to adhere to those things. And, and be on board with the things that Kelvin Staff says you need to do to be able to win. And it's resulted in, you know, a top 10 team. Mike Perry's on the line with us, radio analyst, uh, Pirate Sports Network from Learfield, airtime tonight, 830. Uh, tip time, 9 o'clock from uh, the FedEx Forum between the Pirates and Memphis Tigers. All right, so we played the, the cut again. Uh, Penny's lashing out at the media. You know, they came into here, we got little drips and drabs of information, but they really had circled the wagons at that time uh, back on the uh, 15th, 12 days ago. And I I just, you've been around this a while. You get vibes sometimes from the way a program or a team is going. And I just got some real weird vibes 
from Memphis, even when they came out and they were had a 19 point lead, it just, it seemed like, you know, all right, is this the breakout moment for them? And it ended up not being the case. They ended up losing, then they lost to SMU. So, I mean, and, and, and you know this, we all know this, that Memphis job, and I, and I mean, I've told my listeners this, I'm going to tell them again right now. In Memphis, they're not talking about the Tennessee Titans. They're not talking about Memphis football. They're not talking about Ole Miss football. They're not talking a ton about the Grizzlies. They do a little more. But, I mean, everything in sports talk out there and in the media and the print and all that, that's that's Memphis basketball. You know, and the Grizzlies are second, but it's kind of a distant second. I mean, Memphis basketball is the lifeblood out there, is it not? Yeah, look, you're, you're spot on about that. It is. It, 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 I mean, it, this place breathes Memphis basketball. Now, I will say this now. It's changed a little bit in the last two years. That's no reflection on on um, on Memphis basketball, uh, the university. I think uh, when John Morant hit town, it started changing. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, it's still there. I mean, I, I, it's a very short story, but. Years ago, my first trip to Memphis years ago, I uh, had the pleasure of going to breakfast with Gene Barto, uh-huh. the great coach from UAB, who had been at Memphis years back with Coach Holland. And he was working for the Grizzlies. Jerry West was the GM, and he, Jerry West had hired him. Obviously, he had great contacts in the area, but he was telling me what a struggle it was. He was uh, letting us know at breakfast uh, to try to sell the program, I mean, you know, the Grizzlies to the community because they were inundated with the University of Memphis. Memphis was top dog. He said, even though we got a pro team and a pretty good team, this program, the college, is the number one team in town. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I've never known of a, a major pro franchise where the college dominated in a major city. Yeah, and that, it's been like that forever. Yeah, yeah it doesn't happen. Uh, rarely. I mean, with the triangle, you can maybe say, obviously, the, the three there outshine Charlotte. But, I mean, again, the Charlotte market is not – I mean, that's a different thing altogether. There's no pro team in the backyard. So that is kind of interesting. And, and having worked down in Orlando, you know, I mean, UCF's got its its supporters, but, I mean, it's all Orlando magic when it comes to basketball Sure. Uh, down there. Um, Coach Perry with us. So what were, what were your – obviously, Memphis was beat up. They've gotten some guys back. Uh, what are your impressions of Memphis, and, and what are you thinking about going in tonight? You know, last time out, they they had a kind of like Houston. They had a tough one against Tulsa, I believe it was. Yeah, I mean, it's, they've got a good basketball team, in spite of the guys that are missing. Um, I'm a little I'm a little nervous because I think those guys do make a significant difference. I mean, hey, they're really good players, and uh, if they can get them back, and uh, Williams along with Nolly, and um, and they were, two, they were their, probably their two best players. Uh, so you just imagine any team that loses their two best players not having them, uh, but you're going to have some struggles. But I think that was reflected in the frustration with pinning. I think the weirdness that you saw with that team, I think, is as a, as a result of those guys not having their complete unit there, particularly uh, guys that are upperclassmen, that are leaders, and better players. And that says a lot when you got guys who are leaders who are also your better players. Uh-huh. And missing those guys, it's a significant blow to your team. 
So I think if those guys come back, and sometimes those guys always have a tendency to come back against the Pirates. But um, <laughs> if they come back tonight wait, at let, home. Let, wait, wait, let me interrupt you there, Coach. Michael Perry knows it's tough being a Pirate. All right, go ahead, Coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it always works out that way. If the guy's out for a month, and the game he comes back for is the game when they play the Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if that's the night when they come back and they're at home and the place is going to be rocking. So that could be a possibility. They're a good basketball team without those guys. I think one significant key, and I said on air, um, when we played them last time, when was a bit of an altercation that occurred. And I said then, uh, typically these things go one way for either the home team or the away team. Right, right. And it ended up going, going, going well because the Pirates outplayed them from that altercation. And I think altercation is good. I'm not talking about guys throwing blows or anything like right, that. Right, right. But sometimes there's a little pushing and shoving, guys are getting in guys' faces. But more importantly than anything, I think particularly for the Pirates, you let guys know we're no pushover. You're not going to run over us. So I like a little altercation here and there. And I thought it really inspired the Pirates. And, and the Pirates all played them uh, for the remaining, I think, eight minutes or so of the game. But I thought what was really key in that altercation was Minot, uh-huh. um, yeah. the freshman terrific player that they have, who was playing better. I mean, he was the best player on the floor that night. He was on the bench. Yeah. And the freshman, knucklehead, he comes off of the bench. And he runs towards the altercation. The ref spotted it um, with the help of Coach Dooley. He ported it out to him. <laughs> and he was ejected. Yeah. That changed everything for them. I mean, he was a, he was a factor. He was a problem both offensively and defensively. Block shots, deflection, pressure, his length. I mean, he was a problem on the defensive end and the offensive end, and not having him was a significant blow for their team. Now, he'll learn going forward, as a lot of freshmen do. And I'm not even sure, even if, was, if there had been a real altercation, how much he could have contributed to it anyway. He weighs about a fuck 80. But, I mean, that's another story. <laughs> uh Michael Perry with us here. Always a, a treat when we get a, ch- a chance to talk to him. I guess uh, Duran has had a little bit of a hand injury, uh, and there's some question, but he'll he'll probably – I guess he'd play tonight. I can't imagine that he wouldn't because, I mean, it's kind of do-or-die time for Memphis as far as doing anything to get in at large. But they got a very small percentage chance according to the team rankings uh, numbers. But, I mean, they still have a chance because they just got a ton of talent. Uh, Imani Bates was awesome in that first half in Greenville. And then he kind of went away in the second half. You really didn't hear a whole lot from him. But, I mean, his ability, uh, I mean, he's hes i mean, just as smooth about as anybody as I've seen it and can make it look effortless out there. Yeah, he's special, obviously. I mean, he can shoot the ball. The reason why he was uh, the number one player in his class, he reclassed, and I think he was like uh, top five or top four even when he reclassed. Um, he can jump up and shoot the basketball from anywhere on the floor. He's 6'9". Uh, he's got uh, great skills. He's a little careless with the basketball. And, again, uh, he's 17. He was the youngest guy in the, in the arena. He's 17 years old. Even though he's very gifted and talented, there's still a lot of basketball uh, that he needs to learn, in particular about being, be, being serious about the game and not being as careless with the ball. He had a couple of really bad turnovers on no look passes, which I knew Larry Brown's head was about to explode. <laughs> no look passes, that turnovers that should have been like probably a dunk. And uh, but those are the things that sometimes you know you, you go through. You hope 
you actually get those growing pains um, taken care of in the, in the outer conference before you get into conference right. play. Because right. when you get into conference play, everything's elevated. The scouting, they know your tendencies, you're well scouted, you're not tricking anybody. Uh, so it's very difficult. That's why you see a lot of teams scoring um, drop down percentage-wise, the defensive field goal percentages uh, to have a tendency to go up because the teams know you well. They know your tendencies and uh, they know your strengths and weaknesses and they know the personnel inside and out. So it's a lot more difficult when you get into conference play. Looks like Pirates are going to be uh, not only tonight but for a little while without Brandon Suggs and, and hope that he's responding well to the treatment and can get back because he had really been playing some really good basketball starting with the Memphis game. Um but coach, let me let me ask you about this. Uh, obviously, Tristan Newton did what he could the other the other day. Uh, we've talked a lot about Vance Jackson. I think Vance Jackson's got to got to kind of get it going tonight and had some success against this crowd last time. So maybe that can 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 fuel him tonight. But but who uh, I, I know the whole team's just got to play better. But I mean, in your opinion, who who are some guys that really have to play well tonight for ECU? Well, I think one of the guys who um, I think is, is he, 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 he contributes in a lot of different ways, but I think one of the things that he does is um, he can score the ball inside. That's a, a, a lot of strength. And uh, I think he's going to be key because of two things. He can score the ball inside. And also when you have a post player who has presence, he can, he, he can be a pressure release for you. So when you're getting a lot of pressure, and, you know, guys are breathing down your neck and the place is crazy and loud, which we're going to have all that tonight. Your best pressure release is to be able to throw the ball into the paint. You know, typically and with this team with the shot blockers and sides, they're going to be playing behind. So that's an outlet for you. And it's an outlet who's capable of giving you something. And they know it as well, so they have to make adjustments. Now he can throw the ball back out. And your best perimeter shot is always the one that comes from the ball being thrown out of the post. Whether they try to the scramble to get to that that first pass, then you can make one more pass. So it all starts by throwing the ball inside, make the defense make adjustments, then they can throw it back out. You also have the possibility of him being able to score it. And whereas he doesn't have maybe the athleticism and maybe even the length that some of the guys at Memphis have, but what he does is he's got the girth, and girth negates athleticism. He's excellent at being able to get that shoulder into your chest, knock you off balance, and be able to get his jump hook off and other post moves. But he's he's a key factor, I think, going forward. And 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 I think if you look at his numbers, uh, he's getting healthier, he's getting uh, in better shape, and he's averaging 10 points a game in conference play. Yeah. Coach, it's a pleasure to talk to you always, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to, uh, to seeing you this weekend, and if not then, certainly next week. All right. Take care now. Catch Mike Perry tonight. Uh, that is coming up uh, 8.30 here on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT. 9 o'clock tip, ECU in Memphis. I'll try not to creak the chair anymore uh, during this uh, segment. All right, uh, let us break. And when we come back, uh, more of the uh, Patrick Johnson show. Uh, we'll dive into some more ECU uh, media day uh, discussions, talking some pirate baseball. Uh, and uh, we'll have some of the audio from that, get a little bit from Austin Knight, talk some of this pirate pitching, and uh, we'll do that uh, for you after uh, the break, which is preceded by, right now, a sports update. 
from Philip the Ref Pilkington on 94.3 The Game. Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. In Pirate News today, head football coach Mike Houston named Justin Anderson the new director of player personnel and recruiting. In this week, Pirate pitcher Jake Kuchmaner talked about his new pitching coach, Austin Knight. Uh, it's been great. Um, he was always around us with Deeds. Um, and I just think that their relationship was really good, so I think Deeds probably passed a lot of stuff on to him. So it's felt like the transition's been pretty seamless um, for the most part, and then he communicates really well with us as far as what we need to do, expectations, all you know, our roles everywhere. So um, it's been it's been really fun to work with him. This weekend, men's and women's track team will compete in the South Carolina Invitational. That will be a two-day event. Earlier this morning at the Australian Open, American Danielle Collins advanced to her first major final. She will take on world's number one Ash Barty of Australia. On the men's side, the semifinals are late tonight into early tomorrow morning. First matchup is number seven, Matteo Berrettini against number six, Rafael Nadal. And the match early tomorrow morning will be number four, Stefano Sissipas against tournament favorite number two, Danel Medvedev. In the NFL, earlier today it was announced that Ben Roethlisberger will officially retire, and there has been some coaching hires today. However, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn told interested teams he will not be leaving Big D this offseason. As for the coordinators that did get new head coaching jobs today, the Broncos have hired Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach, and the Bears have hired Colts D.C. Matt Emberflores as theirs to the USFL. The final two head coaches have been named. They are Jeff Fisher and Larry Fedora. To the NBA, the Blazers will likely be without Nasir Little for the remainder of the season after he tore his shoulder and Hornets P.J. Washington and Raptors Justin Champigny will both be fined $15,000 for an altercation they got into. We will have today's Pirate Report after this timeout. Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt-Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt-Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt-Greenville Airport. Hey guys, there is some important news that all men should take very seriously. Your prostate health. Are you urinating more frequently? Are you waking up at night to urinate? Are you sick and tired of prostate pills that just don't work? Sound familiar? If you are one of the millions of men with prostate problems that are driving you nuts, there is some great news. Prostagenix is the all-natural product that beat over 157 other prostate supplements in lab tests and was rated the number one most powerful prostate supplement in the world. Number one, because it works. So why not try some Prostagenix and your prostate troubles will be a thing of the past. You'll get a great night's sleep and stop waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. To get your free bottle of Prostagenix, call now, 800-600-2020. That's 1-800-600-2020. 
Take advantage of our 90-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-600-2020. Do it now. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-540-8816. 800-540-8816. 800-540-8816. That's 800-540-8816. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Uh, Pirate basketball tonight, East Carolina taking on uh, Memphis, 9 o'clock tip. It'll be an 8.30 airtime here on 94.3 The Game. Uh, This is Joe Dooley on uh, matching up with Memphis uh, yet again for the second time they've played him here in uh, about two weeks. Well, I still think that we've talked about uh, just their athleticism. I think the, the length on the wings, and uh, I watched the Tulsa game this morning, and, you know, they, they, they really played well in the second half. They got down 15 and then played really, really well in the second half, uh, played with a lot more confidence. Lomax is back, uh, who I've always thought is a pretty big factor for those guys because he sort of it, it enables them to have another defender and another point guard out there. You know, Harris is a really good player, but he's more of a shooting two guard, uh, a shooting guard, and I think with Lomax at the point, and it gives them a little bit more stability. Uh, there's some interesting quotes in there about uh, recruiting. We might uh, get those ready for tomorrow. I think that's that's kind of some interesting stuff because Dooley talked about that in the transfer portal and and what have you. Uh, and so I want to uh, mark those, Philip, because I think those would be some interesting things tomorrow. And we'll get to a lot more of the baseball stuff tomorrow. I know we haven't. We almost probably need to put together like its own show for the baseball media day because it's just so much content to, to sift through. But uh, anyway, uh, coach just talked about it. Zoe Frank, I think, is a, is a little bit of a difference maker in this game tonight. He was in the second half, uh, as was uh, Vance Jackson. But this is uh, this is Joe Dooley talking about uh, Alonzo Frank, who is uh, starting to get in shape and uh, looking good. Yeah, he is, and he struggled on on Saturday, but uh, we all did. But I, I do think as he continues to get uh, get in better shape, I, I, he's got a real nice touch. You can see he's a very good passer, uh, really good at angles. He's not afraid to 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 you know hit hit somebody. And I'll tell you, you know, we talk about it every day. I can guarantee he's going to pick up one offensive foul a game because he's going to blast somebody. But uh, I do think he's got a nice touch around the basket. Uh, great, really good 18 foot shooter. And I think as he continues to get healthy and, and continues to figure some things out and continues to get in better shape, he can be a guy that we can throw the ball to quite a bit. And uh, Brandon Johnson, uh, BJ, is uh, found at times the sledding a little tough in some of these conference games. He's still among the leaders in rebounding in the AAC. I think, I think still is going to be a fabulous player for East Carolina. Brings a lot of energy. But uh, Joe Dooley on the continued evolution of uh, Brandon Johnson. 
Yeah, he's played for four years. I, I think he had a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, it was a little bit of an eye-opening experience for him on Saturday. I think we had a, a little bit of a glazed look. Like I said, I was very surprised, but uh, it just, it, you know, it was different. It felt different. It seemed different, and we played different. And I, th I think, you know, he, he sort of eased in towards the second half. I thought he felt a little bit, looked a little bit more comfortable. But uh, there was a couple times I looked on those young guys' eyes, and it was, uh, you know, Oh boy, you know we've hadn't seen it yet. Uh, now, now I think that they'll, you know, hopefully they'll they'll, you know, understand what it takes and understand what you've seen, what they've seen. But I do think Brandon's a guy that'll continue to get better. And the other thing is, he really wants to, he really wants to please. He wants to be coached. He wants to get better. All right, so that's Joe Dooley ahead uh, of the uh, game tonight. ECU in Memphis. Pirates will go for the season sweep. And uh, I'm. Look, they come out and play with some heart tonight. You never know what's going to happen. Memphis just did win their last game, and it's still an implosion mode in Memphis. Don't let anybody fool you. All right, uh, we'll wrap it up for you tomorrow. Cy Seymour will be on the show. We'll also uh, take a look at what's going on with this wild weather. Get a lot of audio played tomorrow. That's coming up tomorrow's Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks to Michael Perry and Philip Pilkington. See you tomorrow at 5. Pirate basketball tonight, 830, right here on The Game. Turn your car into cash with an instant Kelly Blue Book offer from Barber Hendrick Honda in Greenville. Go online to BarberHendrickHonda.com and experience the Hendrick Fast Pass, where you can buy your next car from the comfort of home. At Barber Hendrick Honda, there will be no payment for 90 days when you finance through Ally, and you may qualify for